Christmas. Did you ever see that? 1970, uh, Albert Finney and uh, the musical Scrooge. Look, let me tell you my Albert Finney story. Oh, yeah. I don't really have an Albert Finney story, but let me just say yeah. that I liked the movie Looker so much. Yeah. Now I was like, you know, knee high to a grasshopper. So I didn't sure. really know what a good movie was at that point. Knee high to a grasshopper. Yes. Okay. Uh, Looker is yes. the only film that I, that I saw twice on consecutive days. Really? Yes, I saw it in Westwood, Cal- Westwood California, which back then was like the mecca. You of saw movie it what one. four times in two days? Then no, I saw it twice. Oh, okay. I saw it once. I saw it one. Now you're confusing me. But let me. But let me I <laughs> saw it, and then I loved it so much. You went back the next day. I went back the next day. Have, but have you ever gone to a movie opening day, and then gone right back into the next screening? The next showing. N- not opening day. I'm sure you did that. I did that for Star Trek The Motion Picture. Oh, my, you're so pathetic. <laughs> it so was awesome. We, they were, you know, you know, at the National Theater, which no longer exists, they had the, the stairs, the big opulent yes. stairs. And we were coming down as the new audience was coming in, and we looped right around and went right back in with the new audience. God, that movie sucked. It was awesome. So anyway, uh, yeah, that, that little track we had at the beginning was from 1970s Ronald Neem-directed musical Scrooge, starring Albert Finney with the uh, book and lyrics by Leslie Brickus and Anthony Newley. Anthony Newley, the yeah. best. He had, a, he had a very unusual voice, Anthony Newley. Yes, he did. He did a musical about Chaplin that I saw at the uh, Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. Oh, yeah, it was called uh, Chaplin. Uh, On a Clear Day You Can See Forever. It was called Charlie, actually. No, it was called West Side Story. Thank you. Well, anyway, this is our uh, this is our holiday show, our Christmas show, and well, I think we have one Hanukkah title, so it's technically the holiday show. It's Hanukkah, Wade. I know it's Hanukkah right now. What is it? It's like the sixth, seventh, second, whatever. It's like the sixth night, right? Like the fifth or sixth I, night right now. I'm not a. I'm, I wait. <laughs> I, I'm not a. I'm not a religiously observant person. Okay. All right. Fine. I'll then bear with it. That's that, that's the uh, the heating that we're hearing, isn't it? Oh, it's actually to turn that off? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You probably should have... Uh, it's okay. We're loose we're, on Don't this stop show. the recording. I'm not. I'm not. We're loose here. We're loose, loose. here. It, it, look, it's been a little cold in it's Los okay. Angeles. If, it were, if, if these were logs crackling on the fire, we wouldn't make an excuse for it. But being as this is Los Angeles, we don't have logs crackling on a fire. We just have the, uh, the heating vent humming. And now it's off. And now it's off. So we, uh, we have a gigantic pile of box sets and, and uh, holiday goodies here and all kinds of really fun stuff. So huge normous. Huge normous. Gigundus. Gigundus. I like that. There's gigundus and there's huge normous. I like that. I like that. So we're going uh, to jump right in here. Um, we've got a couple of box sets, tins of something that's been released before. This is Elf. Oh, by the way, Wade's gift to you, the listener. Is starting the show with a DVD that you would actually care about. <laughs> Later on, he'll get to the DVDs you don't care about. But for now, he'll get to the ones you do care about. Absolutely. And Elf, you know what? Absolutely. Elf put John Favreau on the map as a director. Elf is it's good. Elf is the only holiday film. It's the only Christmas film I think in like the last twenty years uh, that's actually a classic. I mean, it really is a classic. It's become it's be- a perennial. And it's because John Favreau understood that you have to sort of adhere to not the formula, but the spirit of a perennial. You can't reinvent the wheel. And he, that all of that animated stuff at the beginning on the North Pole is a real tip of the hat to all that Rankin-Bass stuff. I mean, he said, look, 
let's just own it. Let's just say we want to be in that world. We want to be a part of that world. So this belongs to all of those holiday favorites that he grew up with, that we grew up with, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and you know all that stuff. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. And Elf belongs to that. And they got a couple of great tins. One is the regular DVD. The other one is the Blu-ray. The only way to tell them apart is uh, because there's a little blue tinge to the Blu-ray tin. But otherwise, you could very easily confuse them. And speaking of those funny words that we were using earlier, ginormous. Does it really? Yeah, it says ginormous fun. Oh, wow, it does. This was the movie that invented or coined the phrase ginormous. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you get a CD soundtrack sampler, unfortunately, and a whole bunch of other, you know, stuff no, in this no, thing. No, like no, a no, Like wait. a 14-inch plush elf holiday stocking. You do, and, you get uh, a plush elf holiday stocking. You do, you do. And you, you get gift tags and, uh, you Magnetic know. Magnetic elf pictures. Yeah, I mean, a whole bunch of junk that you probably never use. But it's a wonderful movie, and it's a fun gift. And uh, it looks great on Blu-ray. It's been out on Blu-ray and, uh, and DVD before, but this is a, always a great tin. It's and by the way, the, this is a rather large tin. This is not, it is a very uh, good, large you know, tin. You can put cookies in it when you're done with it. You really could. You could, put, you could probably put a car in this when you're done. Because the thing is that give this if you – someone loves the movie enough to want to have it take up the space of four DVDs on your shelf. Yes. Yes. Otherwise, previous incarnations of the DVD and Blu-ray will do just fine. You know what else is really cool? Is uh, for all you fans of you know uh, peanuts out there, the deluxe. What? Wait, wait. Peanuts. That's not what I thought you said. Oh, you? Did I you thought think you I said, said for all you fans of penis? That's what I thought you said. That's not holiday cheer. <laughs> it is not, if you like penis. I guess. All right. Well, it's not that kind of show. Uh, this is the deluxe peanuts. Holiday Collection, Ultimate Collector's Edition. Uh, and this is a, a Blu-ray and a DVD pack of, uh, you know, the Charlie Brown stuff. And here's what you get here. Uh, you get a Charlie Brown Christmas. It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. And a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Uh, and a whole bunch of stuff in uh, in high def that you might not expect, like it's Magic Charlie Brown, the Mayflower Voyagers, it's Christmas Time Again Charlie Brown, which is kind of the lesser-known Charlie Brown Christmas special that never really got off the ground, and some cool featurettes. And uh, you get a lenticular for whatever reason somebody might want. It's like a snow globe lenticular. It's kind of weird. And then these little, like, uh, stickery things. Um Kind of sort of cheesy stuff to throw in here, but really, if you if you want to have all of these uh, these great classics on Blu-ray and DVD to watch in the car, to watch on the on the Blu-ray player, uh, get it. It's a it's a perfect all-in-one pack. Oh yeah, look, they have some other ones here too. Um, um, it's Headlice Charlie Brown. Yes. Your parents are breaking up, Charlie Brown. Here comes Social Services, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> all these crazy ones I've never even heard of. Now, this comes out uh, just, you know, w- with regularity in the season. But we're going to mention it again this year because we love plugging this for uh, the good people over at Sisu, which is which releases a lot of uh, Jewish and, uh, and Israel, Israeli-themed stuff. This is the Shalom Sesame disc, volume two of um, Hanukkah, The Missing Menorah. Wait, as the resident Jew host, yes. let me take a look at this. This is basically a Sesame Street uh, for the uh, for the uh, Semitic set. There's uh, there's twelve episodes here. Yes. Sir. Yes. I see you handing me something. Yes. I will put that down and talk about that in a second. Uh, twelve episodes here from the creators of Sesame Street. Uh, these are like Israeli versions of your favorite Sesame Street. Uh, it, it's friends. it's actually kind of cool, and this stuff is has been showing uh, here at lately on uh, I think some PBS channels. 
<laughs> Boy, you really watch a lot of TV if you know that. <laughs> well, I, I, I got a press release. Oh. <laughs> you know, look, 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 people who grew up on Sesame Street would love to see Grover exploring Israel. <laughs> he really kind of would, and he really does. It's kind of cool. So uh, anyway, so that's um, Shalom yes. Sesame. Shalom Sesame. Hanukkah, the missing menorah. I just want to say that. Hanukkah, the missing menorah. I love it. I love it when Hanukkah is spelled not with just an H, but with a CH. You know, there's like 18 rem- ways to spell it. Because it reminds Hanukkah. me of, of that great Dennis Wolfberg routine where he talks about all of his Gentile friends and how they would, uh, you know, when the time came around, they'd wish him, wish him a happy Chaka Khan. It's <laughs> the greatest joke. Uh, we have two I miss versions. him. Huh? I miss him. Dennis Wolfberg. He, funny. He, great comic. Yep. Anyway. We have two versions of A Christmas Carol on Blu-ray. Uh, the first one, which we like less... Stars Jim Carrey. This is uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis during his uh, lamentable mocap phase, which uh, I guess isn't quite over yet. No. He's still mocapping it up, and uh, I don't like this movie at all. And you know what? This was the this, this was the mocap when you had the people were complaining about the dead eyes. Yeah. You can tell it's mocap because the eyes look dead. And in this fact, was... in fact, it's funny because you know this movie was made a few years ago and that same dead eye mocap thing yeah. you see in the Jeff Bridges character in Tron really in Tron Legacy there's a younger Jeff interesting. Bridges interesting yeah and it's all he's all CGI you get that same dead eye you know it's interesting not to go too far afield here but i think I, we should go far afield wait i i had the uh, well let's go really far afield what do you think about wheat germ uh, you know what uh, uh, very healthy tastes like crap but supposedly, yeah, it's good for you. Yeah, I, I like it too. Okay, now to come a little bit back closer to what we were talking about. Uh, a f- good friend of mine who is a CGI artist, um, a very good one, was one of the animators on Gollum, and one of the anim- he worked for uh, all he did you know a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff and King Kong stuff. He did a couple of sequences in King Kong, Spider Man movies, and and I had this conversation with him, particularly with respect to Gollum. I said, you know, the dead eye thing in mocap. I said, when you guys did Gollum, you know, it was CGI, but you had a little bit of mocap, but you. Where, and, and, and his attitude was, look, it's, there is no one-size-fits-all. The reason that Gollum worked was because you know, Andy Serkis did the, the body movements, but then they didn't try to capture his face. They really did use his face as a model, but then they went and, and really let the animators kind of go crazy on that. So you're combining all of these things. And you know, his point was, don't just go all mocap or no mocap. You've got to use it where it's a proper tool, and then you futz with it, and you know, everything has its place. So really Zemeckis' obsession with just going all mocap and not actually using any additional CGI artistry is really misguided, but it's his thing. So. They should really call it uh, some cap. Yeah. Uh, the other Christmas Carol is much better. It's from uh, 1951, I think. This, this is, is the Alistair Sim original. It's the only one I care about. This is the only one it's you should care. care about. That's all I care about. Good stuff. Alistair Sim, pretty – look, as a, as a production of Christmas Carol, it's fine. The thing is that Alistair Sim yes. is the classic Scrooge. He is. And with all due respect to Patrick Stewart, who did a, a hell of a Scrooge in just a few – what was it, 10 years ago when yeah. he did that one? Yeah. but good uh, too. Yeah. Well, uh, we also have – Dudley Moore in Santa Claus the Movie. Now, this has been released at least seven or eight times. And uh, I have to say, finally, I, I, you know, after you release a movie seven or eight times that, that sucked originally, after about that seven or eighth time, it, you finally start to think, you know what, maybe this movie is maybe worse than I always thought it was. And it really, it really is worse. Uh, this is a horrible movie. This was directed by Jeannot Swark. You remember Jeannot Swark? He directed Supergirl. He directed Supergirl. He directed uh, Jaws 2, didn't he? 
Did he direct Jaws I think he did Jaws too. Dreadful. Uh, maybe even you know one of the Supermans down the line, Superman eight or nine. Back when like Cannon took know. it over, and I don't know. Yeah, it, it you know it. He he was a, he was sort of the go to hack for a while. Um, the pride of French cinema, I guess. Anyway, this is just a horrible movie, but for, some people really love it. And Dudley Moore, I, I miss him. I wish he, uh, I wish he had to made this, but there it is. Uh, that you know. Russell Brand Arthur looks terrible. I just oh, feel like it's not going to have any heart. It'll just be a not. British. You know, here's the thing: it'll be a British guy. He's all crazy, and then at the end, he realizes he wants to. He loves the girl he loves, and but then it's not going to have any. It'll be all manufactured heart. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm going to mention a couple of um, a couple of World War. II. We're going to go into some. We're going to mix it up here. Some box sets on World War II. You know, World, Christmas is always a good time to for war, right? It's a good time to you know remind Dad that. There's some really gory stuff out there for him for Christmas time. And so you can get him this amazing History Channel box set, uh, which is pretty unwieldy in size, but it's really very comprehensive. It is World War II, The Essential Collection. And it, in, it includes the three most renowned World War II documentaries ever made, The World at War, Victory at Sea, and The Century of Warfare, all of them in one set. That's an, that'll keep Dad so occupied, or Mom, if she happens to be so inclined. Uh, this will keep Dad occupied for a good solid 60 hours or more or less 60 hours about 60 hours so we're talking about you know uh, assuming a nap here and there what about you know three days yeah about three days so dad will basically die of old age before he's pretty much that, so. yes uh but it's it's you know this is the first time they've ever offered this complete comprehensive set and uh, it's great it's you know nobody is going to open this up on christmas day and uh have a bad Christmas unless you're a Nazi, in which case it'll you know it'll just ruin your Christmas. Reminds you of all the bad times. Now, if you want to go Blu-ray, then we can get uh, the World at War, just the World at War, which all by itself is perfectly acceptable. It's a killer Blu-ray set. Uh, looks beautiful on Blu-ray. They did a, a wonderful, wonderful job, kind of upgrading the materials and uh, the elements, and really giving giving it a. Uh, Giving it that punch. Um, I personally can't get enough of World War II documentaries, but this has always been one of the very, very best. I would prefer the, you know, the Big Mama comprehensive set, but that didn't come out on Blu-ray. This is on Blu-ray, and uh, it has a lot of great bonus features here. Um, really good additional uh, retrospective documentaries and behind-the-scenes things. And, uh, you know, it's, it's educational in the extreme, and everybody should know their World War II history. They really should, especially at Christmas time. It's Christmas time. We got some books, Mark. Yeah, you know, we usually don't talk about books, but there's some Hollywood-themed uh, books here that, uh, that the fam might like. You know, there, you know Wade, there, there used to be a thing called books. I know. And they were printed on a paper, wood pulp of some sort. And they, they don't have batteries. They don't have they batteries. They keep working. They keep working. That's true. Yeah. You know what? If your iPad runs out of juice, uh, you, it doesn't matter. You can just pick up a book. That's it. Uh, from Jeffrey Speedback, uh, we have a book called Buzz, The Life and Art of Busby Berkeley. Now, for those who don't know, and you probably should know, Busby Berkeley was a, uh, was a great director of the 30s and 40s. He, of course, was the guy who was responsible for a lot of these huge, elaborate uh, dance numbers where you'd have like 50 girls and the camera would be way up on way up high looking down at these girls they would like flail their legs around very rhythmically and uh, gorgeous gorgeous choreography and he did some great films like Zigfield Girl Babes on Broadway but the thing with um, Berkeley is that he had a pretty interesting uh, personal life as well which you'll read about in this book called Buzz Berkeley was married six times man and uh, and, to, and all the showgirls right <laughs> 
Ah, uh, maybe not. Can you imagine? You know, and by the way, you know, he, he died in 1976. I mean, he, he was... Yeah, he stuck it out. His salad years were in the 30s and 40s, but he stuck it out till 1976. God love him. He missed Star Wars. That sucks. <laughs> Just by one year. Well, actually, what... Well, what killed him is he didn't want to be around for the uh, for the three prequels. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I could just he, he was he was around long enough for Rocky. He saw Rocky. I, That's I, true. I would assume, hopefully. And uh, he had a really interesting. Uh, in, in 1935, Berkeley was responsible for an automobile accident that killed two people. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. And uh, Berkeley himself was really injured, and he. <laughs> In the trial, which you get, which you hear about in the book, Berkeley was brought to court on a stretcher. No kidding. And he had to testify, and wow. it was just bizarre. Wow. And uh, you know, I mean, hung jury, but uh, still, he had an interesting life that you wouldn't awesome. realize. Awesome. He wasn't just the guy that made the that made the female dancers kick. Buzz. Buzz. Life and art of Busby Berkeley. Uh, less interesting is Mordecai Richtler's uh, Barney's version. The only reason why we're talking about this is because there's a new version. Of, there's a filmed version of Barney's version. Mm. A filmed version of Barney. By the way, what you should do is you should buy the book Barney's version, then yeah. see the movie's Barney's version, and then go rent the Criterion of the Browning version. Okay. Now, the Browning version is a great movie. But it's got nothing to do with Barney's version. It does not. Okay. We're only saying this because um, – I, I, I just got to say you, you got to be a pretty ballsy guy to have a name like Mordecai. I'm yeah, thinking he's really, Jewish. Uh, yeah, probably. The, um, the interesting book of the, uh, of the lot is yeah. a thing called Hitchcock Piece by Piece. This was written by Laurent Buzero. Who does uh, a lot of uh, – he's sort of the number one competitor to our, our good buddy – well, Buzero does um, all the Spielberg stuff. Right, and Charles, Charles, Charles Lazarica, who's the, the other big guy who does all the behind-the-scenes stuff, does all the Ridley Scott stuff. But here we have Buzero, or, um, yeah, Buzero doing a book called Hitchcock Piece by Piece. Now, this has a forward by Hitchcock's daughter, Patricia Hitch, Hitchcock O'Connell, so obviously the Hitchcock um, estate is okay with it. And what's interesting here is that the way he puts it together is not only a lot of pictures and a lot of biographical information. It's, that nice. we all it's sort coffee of table stuff. It's coffee table stuff, but there's a lot of replicas of actual notes. That's cool. Of actual storyboards. They're all replicas. Nice. But, they, but they're shaped like actual, you know, you know lined uh, storyboards and notes. Nice. And there's, there's storyboards and notes and letters this that all, you pull this out all, of each chapter. This all started with the, uh, with the, the Kubrick and the, the Bergman books. Now, now That's where the, that stuff started. Now, the Tashin, Kubrick, and Bergman books are magnificent. They're amazing. This is not up to that level. No. But if you want a new way to consider Hitchcock, Hitchcock piece by piece is really not bad. It's good. Pretty sweet. It's well, it's well put together. We got some. Uh, we'll go through some movies here. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let Mark go off on this Blu-ray. It's not a special edition Blu-ray, but it's one that we uh, missed, and because Mark loves this movie, this is Mark's Christmas gift. <laughs> Yay! I'm a huge, enormous, unbelievable fan of Magnolia. This is where uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, even more than Boogie Nights, became Paul Thomas Anderson to me. And yeah, I'm watching this movie, and for the first eight-tenths of it, I'm thinking to myself, this is one of the best yep. cinematic experiences I've ever had. I just was – I was intoxicated the, by every frame of this movie. First ten minutes, I was pretty much in love with. And then – Something happened. Uh, then I like a lot of it, and then uh, the, like the last ten minutes, I it just it fell off cliff. For me. Yeah, there's but, a, but, there, uh, there's the thing that happens at the end. But I'll tell you the the one bit, the one scene with Tom Cruise and um, 
Jason Robards, that scene, that bedside scene, is phenomenal. Oh, so I mean, it is it is phenomenal, and it may be the best bit of acting that Tom Cruise has ever done. Oh. It really is a magnificent cin- bit of cinematic acting. And you know what? I've seen this. I saw the movie once, and uh, when I saw it, I was so uh, enamored of it yeah. that I have purposely never seen it again. Wow. Although I, I will take the Blu-ray. Thank you very much. You got it. <laughs> well, you know, and uh, on my end, I'm going to go ahead and recommend. Uh, we've talked about a lot of great Blu-rays in recent weeks, but you know what? For Christmas, there's nothing like the 20th anniversary edition on Blu-ray of Goodfellas. Goodfellas, uh, I think, is probably the last really decent film that Martin Scorsese made. And I think it's sad because, it, uh, for my money, it's probably his best film. It's an amazing movie. This is a great little Warner Brothers uh, Blu-ray book, and uh, it's got tons of extras on it, two commentaries, um, a documentary. It's uh, it Really, it's one of the great films of, uh, of its day, and it, it, it's beautiful on Blu-ray. You'll watch it over and over and over, and uh, you think I'm funny? I'm funny like a clown? You know, that was like most – by the way, you don't have to give me that Blu-ray, but you could. <laughs> well, that, maybe I'll give you the ultimate summer Bruce Brown surf collection. <laughs> by the way, oh, that's, that Joe Pesci sh- uh, scene was uh, pretty much ad-libbed. I know. You know, I mean, the, uh, the other actors were not told what Pesci was no, going to do. Which is pretty great. Oh, yeah. It's pretty great. Uh, eight classic surf films on five DVDs in uh, a, a nice little eco pack here. The you know Bruce Brown surf movies are uh, there. They defined the genre, and you get the Endless Summer, the Endless Summer Two, Slippery When Wet, Surf Crazy, Barefoot Adventure, Surfing Shorts, Surfing Hollow Days, Waterlogged. It's amazing. All on five DVDs. Eight films. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously Endless Summer is the one that started everything, and uh, the rest of them are all significantly lesser achievements. But uh, if, you're, if you are a fan of surfing or if you have someone in the family who loves surfing and anything to do with surfing, uh, this, will, uh, this is like heroin. This is like heroin to those people. Because I've got, you know, I've got a brother-in-law who's just a crazy surfer and can truly sit in front of the television and just watch surfing footage forever. And you're giving him that for Christmas, aren't you? You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Mark, I, uh, you know, I was not a huge fan of this movie originally. This kind of came in, fell in there with all of these uh, quasi wannabe Spielberg knockoff childhood movies, and uh, all in the wake of ET, and suddenly we were explorers and all this other junk, and everybody was making these movies. But I've kind of grown fonder of this film over the years. This is the 25th anniversary Blu-ray collector's edition of The Goonies, and. Uh, I kind of, I, I sort of grown on me. It's a, it's a big hunkin' set, and it's got way too much junk in it. Uh, but uh, you know, like storyboard cards and uh, a little uh, Empire magazine reprint on where are they now, twenty years later, and the original 1985 Souvenir magazine 65-page reproduction. All of this stuff. You know what else is in here? A board game. Yeah, spelled B-O-R-E-D. Yeah. But the movie itself, there's some kind of a weird 80s charm to it. And uh, I thought it was crap at the time, but now it kind of feels nicely nostalgic. Well, you know, a lot of those 80s movies uh, we loved as a kid because we didn't know all that much about what constituted good movies. We just wanted to be entertained and laugh like a big, like, laugh like big idiots. Um, but uh, Goonies, it does hold up better than a lot of them. I'll say that. Sure it does. It, it sure kind of does. does. 
Um, this is good times, folks. This, I, although, you know what? I wish this was Blu-ray. If it was Blu-ray, it would be great times. But, but it's a nice, it is a nice tin. It is a nice tin. This is the five DVD collector set of Twilight Zone fan favorites. These are 19 Twilight Zone episodes. For people who don't want to get, like, every single... Who are not completists, who don't need to get the entire series, uh, every single episode, including the ones shot on video, including the hour-long episodes, this is just... This is the essentials. This is you can have your own marathon with this, and it will just be classic after classic after classic. All the way to second. Where is uh, where's to serve man? Is that not on there? Oh, that would be. A, that You've got to be kidding. That'd be a crime. To serve man is not on this. No kidding. You have got to be kidding. Well, that's well, you know. Night of the Meek, the Invaders. The Invaders, good. So good. Nothing in the dark. Good. Time enough at last. The Burgess Meredith. Sure. Monsters on Maple Street. Good. Nightmare at twenty thousand feet. That's the Shatner episode. So good. The Odyssey of Flight thirty three, which is cool, where they keep going back in time. Or yeah, the, with the dinosaurs. Time. Oh yeah, dinosaurs. Uh, Steel, which is good about the robot. A uh, game of pool, also good. Walking distance. Kick the can. Kick the can. Yeah. Which they remade in uh, for the film with the uh, Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers. Oh, I love Scatman Crothers. <laughs> Mr. Dingle is strong. Two. A passage for trumpet. The four of us are dying. Long distance call. I sing the body electric where they they traded oh, their bodies yeah, yeah, for yeah. younger bodies. The lonely and probe seven over and out. There is no here. They're gonna have to come out with a fan favorite that, volume. That's two. what they're doing. Yeah. They, it's got. I mean, you've got to be out of your mind. Yeah. Because the only there, way because there is how many times in our lives. Have we uttered the phrase f- f- with full knowledge that everyone around us knows exactly what we're talking about, <laughs> saying, it's a cookbook? Oh, you just gave it away. I know. <laughs> uh, there is only one reason to uh, to omit to serve man, because they, they want to see how this sells, and they come out with it. Yeah, with it. But so. you know what? It's good. All 19 of these episodes are good. There's no doubt about that. Sweet. Because um, it also includes the original pilot, which, which, was, which was with – Yeah, uh, the invaders. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is great because it's not really supernatural. It's about just raw paranoia. Yeah, but it's super though. You know, uh, if you are a fan of uh, movie classics, yes, then you're a fan of Elia Kazan, regardless of whatever he did. Boy, do I have a problem with him. I know, I just but, do. but for, forget I about just, forget about just just do. deal with the movies. I know. Deal I want with the this, movies. Though. I want it's good. You know, you want to give me that. Oh my gosh, this is just amazing. Uh, Here's what you get with the Elia Kazan collection. You get 15 films plus the Martin Scorsese documentary, A Letter, a Letter to Elia. Now, Elia Kazan, of course, was one of those who informed on his friends in the, uh, in the House on american Activities uh, hearings. Has never been forgiven by a lot of people in Hollywood. But you know what? The guy made some wicked, awesome, great movies. Yeah, and some yeah. of them are here for the very first time ever. Like A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Never been before on DVD. America, America, which I saw in film school, is amazing. I mean, it's you know, it's all about his own Greek heritage and immigration, and uh, it's great. It's amazing. Um, of course, you get on the waterfront, a face in the crowd, baby doll, East of Eden, uh, Viva Zapata, streetcar named Desire, Panic in the Streets, Gentleman's Agreement. Jeez, man, think about that. Some of the greatest movies ever. One dude made those movies. I don't think Gentleman's Agreement holds up. Don't you? Uh, you know, but, it, but look, it, it seems very facile now. Let's let's just say, like let's it, just it was, say, it was it was groundbreaking at the time. If you're a filmmaker and the only movies you had ever made were, let's just pick a few of these: A Streetcar Named Desire, Viva Zapata, On the Waterfront, and A Face in the Crowd. If you made no other movies and you just made those, lame. 
It, it's legendary. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's a phenomenal set. It includes a giant just <gasps> hunking booklet. It's uh, it's a it is a brick. This thing. You know what? It is a great. Set. It is a it is a great set, and uh, the book especially is fabulous. I mean, look, it's just it it, it, it again. You may have problems with Ilya Kazan, but his contributions to American film are beyond reproach, and uh, the fact that he is such a complicated guy, and he did you know testify. Panic in the streets. Good too. It's a great film. I mean, you know, so this is this is a journey into the into the mind and the heart of a, a great artist, and uh, wow, what an unbelievable set. If this is on Blu-ray, right? I don't know why. You know, this is they gotta start releasing some of the, the mega sets on Blu-ray. They really do. Like the Goonies. The hell with the Goonies. Come on, Ilya Kazan, man. Facing the crowd. Yeah, it's so good. This is a great set. It's phenomenal. This is a great set. I know. The Ilya right. Kazan collection. Okay, you know what? He's a bastard because he's spoken. I'll never forgive him, but <laughs> it is a great set. And uh, before Mark gets into a, a little a little playtime over there, um, Batman Beyond, the complete series. Kind of uh, – this is, this is one of the better – they've done a million of these Batman series, uh, Warner Brothers has. But this is one of the better ones. It's, uh, it's edgy and it's, uh, it's won a bunch of Emmys and – this thing comes with a 24-page collector's booklet. This is also a brick, not quite as big a brick as the Kazan set, obviously. But if you like this series, if you like the animation, if you like the edge and the uh, the grit to it and the really cool animation, uh, you get a lot of commentaries. You get featurettes. Um, it's good. Seasons 1, 2, and 3, all of them in this one big brick of a cool box set with all black and red. Batman Beyond, the complete series. Mark, tell me some fun. What do we got there? Well, Wade, there's a show called Pee-wee's Playhouse. Oh, Pee-wee. He's back. You know, when I was... Uh, well, Rubens has done... He's resurrected that character. He has. You know, the when masturbation I was, thing is completely in the past. Yeah, it's true. When I, was in, um, when I was in New York for Thanksgiving, I, um, I already told you guys how I went to go see the Spider-Man uh, show. And at the time, same time, in fact, currently, Pee-wee Herman is on Broadway in his return of his uh, show, one-man show, Pee-wee's uh, Pee-wee Herman. And I almost went to see that because, you know, Pee-wee on Broadway just seems kind of bizarre. I feel like it's like 1980 all over again. Um, didn't see that, saw Spider-Man instead. But on DVD, we have Pee-wee's Playhouse 1 and Pee-wee's Playhouse 2 and something called Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas Special all in one gigantic DVD set. Of course, it doesn't look like a DVD set. It just looks like they took the three DVDs. And shrink-wrapped them. And just shrink-wrapped them. Well, they did. That's they, exactly what they did. <laughs> so it's really not that special. <laughs> but uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse is uh, – people love Pee-wee's Playhouse. It, uh, you know, p- People who don't know, it started as a live show in 1980. Yeah. The show lasted for five seasons. It included a lot of great comic talent, including uh, Phil Hartman, who was great in it. Uh, you know, Lawrence Fishburne was in it also. And uh, there's 45 episodes total, but you only get the first couple seasons on this uh, box set. And uh, it's great stuff. You know what? It's completely crazy, wacky, Pee-wee Herman, uh, Pee-wee Herman craziness. All right, Mark, uh, we're halfway through the show, so I'm going to blow through the remainder of the Christmas-themed DVDs. I'm just going to blow through these because every year people think, oh, my gosh, if I want to sell a DVD – uh, or a Blu-ray. I'll just uh, think up some uh, wacky Christmas movie, and uh, I'll uh, I'll just I'll just sell it. So we got a ton of these, and I'm going to blow through them. They're all you know the usual kind of thing. There is uh, Thomas Kincaid's Christmas Cottage uh, with Marsha Gay Harden, Jared Padalecki, and Peter O'Toole. Not a bad cast. And uh, this is now uh, this has been out before. This is out from Lionsgate on Blu-ray. And uh, this is actually a pretty sweet little, uh, pretty sweet little ditty. Thanks, basically, to a good cast. We also have uh, substantially less lesser than that is Debbie McComber's Mrs. Miracle. 
this one couldn't quite afford the same cast. This is based on a book that, you know, I guess this is Debbie McComber, some kind of bestseller. So this has James Vanderbeek and uh, Doris Roberts. You know, Doris Roberts, Peter O'Toole, not quite the same caliber, but, you know, hey, she was on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, we also have oh, Home for Christmas, starring my friend and yours, who probably doesn't even realize he was in this movie, <laughs> Mickey Rooney. He's still uh, around. He's still around. It's unbelievable. I, I, I'm not sure that he has any idea what's going on around him. How I, old is he now? Uh, it, it, I, I don't know. But uh, it's, it's insane that he's still, he's still kicking and still acting. Uh, Home for Christmas, Mickey Rooney. Uh, this is from VCI. It's, uh, you know, it's not recent. It's made a while back. But you've you got to love Mickey. Uh, special DVD collection, Christmas Treats. This is uh, a bunch of uh, – this is from the TV sets collection that Paramount releases where they go and they kind of call out a whole bunch of old Christmas shows from old TV shows. And they throw them all together and it's like a little potpourri of episodes from Happy Days, Mork and Mindy, The Lucy Show, Laverne and Shirley, Petticoat Junction, Beverly Hillbillies, Cheers, The Odd Couple, and Love American Style. Um, Pretty great. Uh, you know, if you're a fan of vintage TV and you want to uh, kind of just watch a whole bunch of Christmas specials, why not? Do it. These are all it, – it's great. Everybody would do a, a, you know, a Christmas holiday. And the Love American style is actually particularly good from 1972. So that's a fun little collection. Uh, also out again, they release this every year, is The Sights and Sounds of Christmas, the complete collection from VCI. And uh, this is, you know, just – Songs, basically. It's just something to put on in the background during your, uh, your Christmas party. It's pretty great. Uh, Cooper's Christmas. Well, wow. This is with Jason Jones and Samantha Bee. Uh, and if you're, obviously, if you watch The Daily Show, you kind of know what you're going to get here. This is, uh, this is kind of on the irreverent Christmas end of things. This is... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, this is more for people who kind of want little little Christmas raunch. Uh, Santa Paws, or the, rather the Search for Santa Paws from Disney. This is Blu-ray and DVD. Oh, look, dog. Santa Paws. He's a little doggy on Blu-ray. He's Santa's BFF. Yeah, I guess. This is Disney. Yeah, it's Disney. It's a, it's a Blu-ray and DVD combo. If you love Christmas and you pass. love if you love puppies, pass. I yeah. love puppies. I'm you know pass. what? It'll it's look. Pass. It's a dog movie. It'll keep the kids oh, preoccupied. Stupid dogs. Give him some peppermint sticks and uh, throw the DVD in. Uh, Dean Kane, who I was actually in high school with, uh, is in A Nanny for Christmas, along with Emmanuel Vaugier and Richard Rucolo. This is a completely throwaway uh, romantic a comedy. Nanny, uh, you know, here's, uh, here's a good double feature. A Nanny for Christmas yeah. and The Toy. Oh, jeez, The Toy. Yes, two, two films that are about humans' servitude. <laughs> For Christmas time, you know, I they, there was they actually had a movie in development once. It was called A Christmas Slave, but it, it just didn't get very far. They, they did got bad coverage, uh, bad coverage over at uh, Fox. Uh, I'll always pick on Fox. Anyway, now this is from Anchor Bay, and you know it's friggin' Dean Cain. What do you want? Oh, he's the best. He's the best. Uh, <laughs> you know, I am a fan of Kristen Chenoweth, even if the movie's bad. This is Twelve Men of Christmas. <laughs> She annoys me. You know what? She bugs me. You know what? Kristen Chenoweth bugs me. And uh, uh, Elaine, Brand, Elaine Brand. What's her name? Christine Baranski? Yeah. They bug me. They bug the crap out of me. Do they really? They're, you know what? They're just like these insufferable Broadway babies. and I, they, they think they're better with their the singing on Broadway. You know what? Screw them. Okay. You well, know, anyway. In fact, I'm going to start stalking them. I'm going to hunt them down. I'm going to tell them what I think. Okay. To their face. 
Well, anyway, this is she's basically uh, it's a story. She goes to Montana with a bunch of bohunks and gets them to pose for a calendar. By the so. way, did, I, I I didn't tell you how I had how I had a fifteen minute conversation with Hillary Swank at the Fox Searchlight party. Uh, you did mention that to me a little bit. I did. But she actually was once uh, I, I I met her in passing after a. Uh, a rather intense run in the Pacific Palisades and uh, on a very hot day, and she was there kind of cavorting in the park, and I was going to get a drink at a water fountain, and she said, uh, nice day for a run, apparently incredulous that I was running in 85-degree heat. Well, I found she's very nice. And by the way, if, if a two-time Oscar winner is going to just take time out to, to you know, make any comment to some stranger that who, does, who she doesn't realize is a film critic, he's just some guy who went on a run, that's a very normal person. Oh, totally. She's a, she's great. No, she's terrific. Hillary I love Swank her. Is, it was very nice. Love her. And you know what? She's also very pretty. Although when she smiles, she's got that weird toothy thing going on. She looks like Matt Damon a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, deluxe edition. Samantha, an American girl holiday. Uh, you know, look. I, Dud. All you got to say is, is Samantha, an American girl. It's a holiday. It's you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, this is what I wanted to get to here. We get a little three pack that they're uh, throwing together for us this uh, holiday season. Paramount clearly said, you know what, we've got some movies that kind of have holiday themes, and maybe we can sell a few more of them if we just slap them all together. So they're, they're trying to uh, make you double dip or triple dip with a three-pack of Bill Murray and Scrooged. Funny. I like the movie. Uh, Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places, also kind of Christmassy-themed. And then uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with a new lenticular cover. Um, which is a Thanksgiving movie. But not a Blu-ray. They should really... No, they gotta Blu-ray not a Blu-ray. These. No. This is the Those Aren't Pillows edition. <laughs> I do like this movie, though. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. No, this is a nice little pack. It's, you know... If you already have these three movies, there's no reason to get them. But they did a nice job of repackaging them and giving them a whole little uh, spruced-up holiday sheen. And I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who uh, are going to see this and think, uh, Hey, why stream? I could just own them. Very true. Mark, you're a big fan of that uh, nonsense over there. What's what You know, look, I, I have to say that um, I love Mystery Science Theater, and they come out with box sets all the time. But you know what? It, I, I feel like I feel like it's they're now being shoved down my throat where I, like, must have them. But you know what? This one, Mystery Science Theater 19, there have been 19 of these things. This one we like for two reasons. One – because it has a little uh, gypsy figurine inside, which is mm-hmm. similar to the figurine, the uh, 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 Tom Servo and um, you know Crow figurines that came in previous gift sets. But also, this one has some great episodes. Season uh, uh, um, box set nineteen includes Robot Monster, which is a, from nineteen fifty three. Okay. Now the Robot Monster, by the way, classic. Yeah. The Robot Monster in the nineteen fifty three black and white film Robot Monster is a man in a gorilla suit, and the gorilla is wearing a helmet. That's how low-budget this one is. <laughs> well, it, so, in other words, uh, it was sort of like the ape. <laughs> exactly. Directed by our uh, our now and future Academy Award co-host. I know, not crazy. Wait, is it Franco or Jake Gyllenhaal? Which one? It's Franco. Doing? Oh, is it Franco? Yeah, it's Franco. Now, the, epi- the director of the ape is going to co-host the Oscars, and we'll probably get an Oscar nomination for Best Actor. That's true. I just I don't know that I can deal with that. I'm I'm I I think I'm just going to go home and fill out my application at the Vienna Boys Choir. Uh, all right, so uh, here's could the, be a new career. The, okay, the most important thing with the uh, mystery science sets are are there shorts? Yes, 
Robot Monster has Commando Cody Parts 4 and 5. That's funny. And Bride of the Monster has Hired Part 1, which is really funny, although not as funny as Hired Part 2, which is awesome. Okay. Uh, also, here is Devil Doll and Devil Fish. So here's the thing. 19 of these things. I don't blame if you have all 19, but I will say this. Get 19. It is good. Nice. Funny. And I'm taking it. You got it. Because I like it. What's, what, let, let me, let, what's the, uh, how's that look on the shelf? Let me get a little shelf view of that. What do you mean? No, I just want to see, like, the... Uh, yeah, the, the the front the, the goodie inside. I wish I mean? the gypsy was uh, facing yeah. out a little bit more. Yeah, from the from his little window. Well, it's it's still it's nice package. Yep, I like it. Nice packaging. You know what? British television. Oh, Mark always hates it. There here we, we go. go. I'm gonna go surf the net now. <laughs> you let I'll, me know when you're done. I'll go through this quickly because a lot of people they watch mystery, they watch PBS, they watch uh, Masterpiece Theater, they watch all that stuff, and they know that Derek Jacoby is pretty great on Cadfail. This is the complete Cadfail collection. The mystery-solving monk, uh, Derek Jacobi, just rules. <laughs> the mystery-solving monk. It's awesome. It's like he doesn't have modern de- detective tools. He doesn't have, oh, you God, know, no. DNA. He's oh. got to use his medieval Nobody wits. Nobody had DNA back then. He has to use his medieval wits. It's terrible. It's tremendous. It's awesome. Uh, Catfail. This was. This is 13 discs. The complete Mis- collection is terrific. Mystery-solving monk. <laughs> it's love terrible. It. Well, Prime Suspect, you like Prime Suspect. Helen Mirren, she rocks. That's true. Yeah, Helen Mirren rocks. Wait, have you seen Have you seen the Tempest yet? The no. uh, the the what's it? Uh, Julie, uh, what's her name? Julie Tamar. Newmar. Julie Newmar. Newmar. Julie Newmar's Julie Tempest. No. That'd be hilarious if Julie Newmar directed the Tempest. Have, yeah. I, have you seen Tempest? I have not. I'm going to see it. I think Thursday. I, I, I'm not interested. Are you? Although you know what uh, the the uh, the James. I'm not. But the I James L. Brooks excited. film is screening Thursday. But I, I just I don't th- I don't think so. I have no enthusiasm for I most don't. of this stuff. I don't. I don't know that I want to see the James L. Brooks film. Do you? I you know what I, should we it, I don't know it's I feel like he's made so much money off of the Simpsons and that he just kind of doesn't really have any interest anymore and he's like just whatever I'll RSVP for it well Helen Mirren the complete collection of Prime Suspect as well this is this also was originally seen on uh, on PBS and uh, nine discs it's great you just I mean look Helen Mirren knocks it out of the park on this show um, this is this was just on the edge of when she was starting to really make some amazing... I mean, she's always been a big star, but this is right about the same time that she started to really kind of have that second Hollywood career, right before she jumped into The Queen, and now she's hotter than she's ever been. It's amazing. Thursday, December 9th at 7 p.m. is the screening that I can go to of How Do You Know, the new James L. Brooks oh, film. Should I go that? I can't decide. I'm this not enthusiastic. I'm not either. I, I just can't imagine seeing it and going, oh, my gosh. We, uh, d- wow. Look at that. That's amazing. I'm going to put Paul Rudd down as one of my top three acting choices. I, you know what? I've kind of gotten my top three acting choices, and I love Paul Rudd. Who are your top three acting choices? Well, let's put it this Colin Firth is right. right at the top. Sure. Right at the very, very top. Who else? Um, I'm ki- I've got five. Uh, you, you know, Ryan Gosling's awfully interesting. No, I'm not um, on board with that movie. I'm, I'm kind. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And then I'm trying to think. I got. I had, I had a few others that I was really keen on. Um, Rob Schneider. Yes, as a matter of fact, in uh, it was it Grown Ups. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dennis Dugan, best director. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, Dennis Dugan's the worst director to make a lot of money. I mean, his comedies. No thanks to him. Because they're all Adam Sandler comedies. Yeah. Make hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, but he's also had a few that really tanked. Uh, the Red Green Show, seasons uh, 1994 to 1996. Uh, you know what? This is this is this is the fourth, fifth, and sixth seasons of this show. 72 episodes. It is a, not a complete series, but it's a, you know this is an unusual, wacky kind of 
weird little silly show. And uh, this is also from Acorn, who uh, released uh, both Prime Suspect and Cat Fail. So it's, it's, it's worth checking out. Two more from Acorn. Uh, the uh, Midsummer Murders Village Case Files, 16 discs. Oh, yeah. That's the one about the uh, murder-solving monk. No, this is the one that's like kind of out in the countryside. It's murder oh. in the countryside. They don't need a monk. They just need detectives. Uh, again, this is not also not comprehensive, but it's 16 very, very good mysteries from the Midsummer Murders uh, series. That's, that's a good set. And then lastly, uh, of all of my British TV, well, we've got one, last, one other British TV, but it's one that you like. This is uh, 12 Mysteries uh, from the uh, Agatha Christie's Marple series. This was also on Mystery. And this is with Geraldine McEwen playing uh, Miss Marple. Of course, you know, the Agatha Christie character that's been played by many different actresses. But uh, this is actually a lot of fun. 12 Mysteries on 12 Discs. And, um... Oh, oh wait. Oh, no. You're not doing that one yet? Not yet. I was going to save this for last. I know. Because it's the way... It, this is what we, we want to go out with this, don't we? Can I open it? Please. Go ahead. Go ahead. go ahead. You can go ahead. But do that one, then we'll talk about this. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. holding in my go hand ahead. now. Go ahead. Have fun with. Have fun. Yay! Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll through these while Mark. Uh, oh. Mark <laughs> Lonesome Dove Collection. This is the limited edition set with an, a commemorative photo booklet and playing cards. And uh, if you're a fan of Lonesome Dove, this is everything Lonesome Dove you have ever wanted. The collector's booklet's pretty nice, but this is a really nice package. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of got a little, uh, it's sort of a, got a little, it's like a, it, it's a bookshelf item. Hard, hard cover, and you can slide it open, and uh, everything's very nicely packaged. And Lonesome Dove is probably still, I think, probably the, the best Western ever made for television. Now, not quite good for television, but some people love it, is Renegade, the complete series. Of all of the complete television box sets that we were able to get, this is far and away the silliest. Uh, someone out there must love Lorenzo Lamas and his abs because they have Renegade, the complete series. Now, this is one of the cheesiest series ever on television. It, is, it remains a gigantic embarrassment to this day. But, um, it, you know, there it is if, if you're a fan of it. And then for, for kids, before I let Mark... Uh, oh! <laughs> we're <kidding. laughs> Are you okay there? Awesome. Yeah, sure you are. I sure love this are. show. You know, uh, what are you doing there? Nothing. Oh, okay. You're just, you're just <laughs> fawning over it. Oh, but they, they Every, everyone's, everyone's wondering what we're talking about. Awesome. It's uh, one of our favorite sci-fi TV shows ever. It, it really truly is. Uh, but first, I'm going to talk about the complete series of Hanna-Barbera's classic collection, The Addams Family. Now, this is not, of course, The Addams Family, the live-action show. This is the animated Addams Family that uh, a lot of people don't even necessarily really realize it exists. This is part of – this has now come out from uh, the Warner Brothers Hanna-Barbera releases. They have been steadily releasing all the Hanna-Barbera titles. And uh, this, is, this is actually really – you know, the, the Addams Family was originally a comic strip. It was not originally a TV show. It was a comic strip. That became a TV show, and then they went back and did an animated series that was more true to the original spirit and look and design of the comic strip, sort of in the way that The Simpsons looks like all of that Matt Groening Life in Hell stuff. You know, it's uh, it has it's faithful to the original source material, and uh, I actually, in many ways, like this better than the live action show. This is a really cool series. You get it on four discs, and uh, if you know somebody who's really into the macabre. They'll love it. The, it's some of the best kind of late Hanna-Barbera animation that uh, you'll see. It's, it's different from the usual Hanna-Barbera style, and I like it. And uh, then we've got a Christmas-themed 
Phineas and Ferb, A Very Perry Christmas. Uh, this is from Disney. I'm, again, a little, you know, Mark and I are a little bit out of sorts with some of the uh, new animation. We don't, I don't think we're really on board with Phineas and Ferb. Are you on board with Phineas and Ferb? Oh, yeah. I'm sure you are. Uh, well, anyway, this includes a look. It's a you know. I guess there are kids out there that really groove on it. If your kids love Phineas and Ferb, if you have kids and you just say, "Hey, Phineas and Ferb," and they go and they squeam, scream, and squeal with delight, then get this and mollify them on Christmas time. It is, this includes a bunch of bonus features: Phineas and Ferb's virtual fireplace, which is utterly stupid. Uh, Doctor D's Christmas jukebox inator which is also kind of painfully stupid, and a thing called Letters to Santa, which is also stupid. It really just kind of a – this stuff is just kind of dumb, but I'm sure kids love it. And then every year there's always one of these, and we always recommend this uh, because this is, this is great. Scholastic Storybook Treasures always releases a gigantic boxed set around the time uh, of the holidays, and with good reason, because their storybook classics collections are just always first-rate, and they include really, really creatively animated uh, tellings of great literary classics and modern literary classics and short stories and all kinds of tales. It's, it's really good stuff just to kind of get your children ac- acquainted with some good stories, good animation, good artwork, good storytelling, and in a very, very different and creative way. It's not Phineas and Ferb. It's not, uh, you know, Adult Swim. It's not pop culture it really has a certain aesthetic quality to it and uh, this one is amazing this is 100 storybook classics 2 uh otherwise known as a treasury of 100 storybook classics 2 you'll probably find it under either title but uh, it's got all the classics like corduroy and goodnight gorilla and uh these things include read-alongs and it weighs a ton but it comes in slimline dvd cases uh, all of them packed into a 17 discs all in, in all, all packed into a nice little slip cover. And uh, kids will absolutely love it. They'll go bonkers for this thing. It's, uh, it'll keep them enthralled for days and days and weeks on end. You know what will keep me enthralled for days and days and weeks on Let end? Let me guess, Mark. <laughs> Say it loud. Say on, it. You know, I, I remember a little over 11 years ago. Could I, could I say that? It was just a little bit over 11 years ago. You know, we often talk about September 11th. Uh, 2001, but almost two years before that was another date that was almost as cataclysmic. <laughs> that day was September 13th, 1999. And I know a lot of our listeners weren't alive then, but... <laughs> God, I hope not. Well, That's maybe not they true. were. Well, maybe they were. It was only 11 years ago. But, you know, back in the day on September 13th, 1999, I remember I woke up and I read the news and I couldn't believe it. The, uh, the nuclear... Um, the stockpiles, the nuclear waste dump on the dark side of the moon exploded. What? And the moon was blown out of the Earth's orbit. I remember that. You remember that, don't you? I remember you? that. It was and, incredible. And that was, that was chronicled in a documentary. Yes, it was, in, in a documentary that ran for three seasons. Called Battlestar Galactica. Uh, two seasons, actually. Uh, no, uh, two seasons, uh, Space 1999. It was an excellent documentary. Oh! Narrated by Martin Landau and Barbara Bain. <laughs> Who were married at the time, by the way. <laughs> yes. This is in the uh, early, uh, mid-70s. <laughs> now, um... Oh. Now, Space 1999 was one of those classic "Why is this not on DVD?" shows. I like know a proper DVD. Well, it was it was Annie Annie released it on DVD at one point, and then slimlined it. But it's never been on Blu-ray. Yes, and I, I know you know it's it has never really been properly on DVD. I mean, it, it the mastering on DVD at the time we were like we were very forgiving. We we're like, okay, fine, it's great. Uh, but it really it never looked good on DVD, and uh, they went to to mother town 
to do this thing upright on Blu-ray. They really did. I mean, there are so many extras on this thing, and this is this is of course is just season one. There was another season and an abortive season three, but yeah. this is just season one. I mean, there are. Oh my God! There's commentary tracks and and, uh, and behind the scenes looks at it and uh, image galleries and rare and unseen stills and and concept you know concept photos and how they did the special effects. It's and fabulous. Text episodes. Oh, this Here, thing is here's great. the thing, and you know I bought a lot of models at the time from Space Night. Oh, I bought my Eagle model. Yeah. I had an Eagle. Did I you? did too. I did too. Absolutely, I had an Eagle. I had one of those dinky cast iron Eagles. Sure did. And I just can't believe that our in- season one of our childhood is on this little I know, tiny, teensy, weensy little thing. There were, and there were, epi- you know, this, the thing about this show is that it was different from Star Trek in the sense that it kind of went into these surreal places. Star Trek never really went surreal. Like Space 1999 had episodes where half the episode took place in like some someone's ethereal imagination. Well, I remember there was an episode where they were basically preparing to die because the moon was going to travel into a sun. Yeah. And so they're, they, they're pretty much getting ready to die. It's getting hotter and hotter. And then in the end, the moon actually travels like through the sun in some yeah, weird right. existential, I know. surreal, crazy thing. Yeah. And that freaked me out when I was that, that You know, age. there was an episode that freaked me out they, where they found the graveyard of spaceships. You ever see this? This is the first season episode. It's on here. It's a graveyard of spaceships. And it turns out that there's this monster that just eats everything that is in any of these ships. And it was horrific. I mean, it really was incredibly well done. It was a terrifying, terrifying episode. Scared the crap out of me. It was just just horrific. I have something terrifying. uh, Don't say it. Don't even say it. Don't say it. It's Christmas time. The kids will be terrified. Supposedly, uh, the rumor is. Yes. It is no rumor. But somebody is going to. Make space 2099. It's going to happen. Well, here's the thing about space 1999. For a long time, Jerry Anderson, who created the show, who of course started his career doing all that super marionation for yeah, BBC, Thunderbirds you know, do it, Thunderbirds, Fireball and Fire, XL5, yeah, and all of all that stuff. And you know, what was the what was the one about under the sea the, with the submarine? Was that Captain uh, Scarlet? No, Captain Scarlet was a different one. Captain Scarlet actually. Yeah, that was at Stingray. And then Captain Scarlet uh, eventually dovetailed into his first live action show, which was UFO. And UFO, I always thought, was super cool. It's just really cool. And then all of that moon-based stuff with UFO, you know, girls with the purple hair and all that stuff, uh, then that sort of was the inspiration for to do Space 1999, which to me is his crowning achievement. You know, he, he just knocked it out of the park. But I can see them totally resurrecting this show. I absolutely can. I mean, it's amazing they haven't. They've done it with Star Trek. They've done it with Battlestar Galactica. They've done it with V, for crying out loud. But they haven't done it with Space 1999. Yeah, and they wanted v. to do a movie for a long time. Yeah, but V was cool. Yeah, I never really got into V. She had a rat. That was like one of the defining moments of my childhood, watching that woman eat the rat. Come on. You, uh, you were so – oh, my God, she ate a rat. She's an alien. I can't believe it. No. Dude, did you see last night? She ate the rat. How'd they do that? How'd yeah, they... I didn't. It didn't work oh, for me. You, awesome. know, you know why that didn't work for me? Not to go too far afield. Not to go too far afield here. But let's go far afield. Um, what, do you about, what do you think about subsistence farming? In Lower Zimbabwe? Yeah. I'm, I'm against it. Okay. Uh, they should be farming for profit. <laughs> it's okay. They don't just have to farm just to live. They can farm okay. for profit. All right. Good. Good. So they could farm for Isaiah? Yes, they can. Or Moses? That, any, any profit they want. Okay. Good. I'm just making sure. Making sure we're on the same page. Because exactly. that's, that's, that's our Hanukkah reference there. It's a little... Thank you. You're welcome. You know, thought I'd go out there. Ezekiel? Uh, no, the uh, where was I? We were to, oh space nineteen ninety nine. 
Well, anyway, we love it. The, 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 <laughs> okay, the, yes. What about it? it well, it, it'll it'll come back to us soon. But you know, for now, uh, season one on Blu-ray, absolutely fantastic. Love it. Love it. So there we go. That is our holiday show, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, we wish you a very happy Hanukkah, a very merry Christmas, a uh, what else is there? A, Kwanzaa, a crazy Kwanzaa. A crazy Kwanzaa, wild and just nutty Kwanzaa. Just go nuts. And uh, we'll be back next week with more recent stuff and other good uh, DVDs and Blu-rays. But uh, we also want you to check us out on uh, Stupid for Movies at stupidformovies.com. Check out our Facebook pages at uh, forstupidformovies.com and for the Digigods. Email us at gods at digigods.com. And uh, just have yourselves an absolutely fabulous holiday. And to get you in the spirit, we will uh, take you out with a Christmas classic courtesy of Spinal Tap. (laughs) 